1: Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt, including on Facebook Live, where you're watching, Facebook.com backslash live now, DT. All of it is inside of Charney's Menswear and Tuxedo Studios, having some fun here. With you, 3150 Erie Boulevard East in Syracuse, New York. The place to go no matter what size you need, no matter what age you are, no matter what style you are. Every single man can find something at Charney's. So head out there today and let them know that Wake Up Call sent you over, or Dan Satora, or DT, whatever you'd like to say. Just let them know that we sent you over their way. Great people always helping out our community for over 60 years, being good to our community and keeping it local, which we appreciate so very much. You just heard from D Brown and Syracuse Football Talk. We're keeping the orange and blue going as we step into the conversation with the Liverpool Warriors golf team now. Every single month, I'm at Home Team Pub on 7990 Oswego Road in Liverpool, New York, right off of Route 57, celebrating Liverpool Athletics. Every month on the main stage, we have a different team. So we have the coaches. We have some team representatives. We've had superintendents up there. We've had the athletics director, Ari Lieberman, up with us. And this time around, we had the Liverpool boys golf team. And the conversation that ensues is very uh, – it's – it's, it's exciting, it's fun, and it was a great time. It was one of the best shows that we've ever done, and I want to give a shout-out to all the teams we've had from Liverpool. I appreciate you, Warriors. I appreciate all the student-athletes, the coaches, the families, the supporters, the boosters, the community in and of itself. Thank you for opening your doors to me, Liverpool. We appreciate it, and we always open the doors at Home Team Pub to do Wake Up Call's exclusive show with Liverpool. So thank you to Home Team Pub. Thank you to Liverpool. And without further ado, let's hop into that conversation. Part one of it will be featuring Spencer Baum. So for those of you watching on video, that is the man in the blue shirt here that you're seeing, and he will be the one that's starting things off. Todd Dissinger, the head coach, And Spencer Baum will start off our special with the Liverpool golf team right here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, exclusively here and brought to you by the Home Team Pub. All right, and welcome here. We are officially live. We're live on Facebook with you right now, facebook.com backslash live now, DT. It's Wake up Call with Dan Tortora. We're here every single month with Liverpool High School Athletics, and we're here at the home team pub exclusively, 7990 Oswego Road in Liverpool, New York. We have Spencer Baum here with us right now with a fresh haircut, oh, yeah. as we've been told, and we have Coach Todd Dissinger. Coach, how are you doing today?
0: Good. No fresh haircut.
1: No fresh haircut. Spencer, how are we doing today? Doing pretty good. So you were a little bit late to the show. Was it the hair? Uh, no, actually, it was trying
2: to find try a ride.
1: Trying to find a ride. Okay, so fair enough. You don't. You're not driving, or? Oh uh,
2: well, I had to wait for my dad to get home, take his car.
1: Oh, okay, fair enough. So you got here now. I, I there's a few things that Coach and I were talking about about you. So I hope you don't mind, but best ever, right, Coach?
0: That's right. Yeah.
1: On the boys' side, in the history of Liverpool Golf, what does that mean to you right
2: now? It's um, pretty big. You know, um, coming into the season when I was an eighth grader. Uh there's talk of Carl Dubu, who is the best performing, and then there was also Dan Mart, a senior when I was coming up, who was trying to beat his records. And through my junior and senior year I blew both of the records so, so
1: do you have a, I, is it is it confidence, is it cockiness, is it both? How what do you have to do when you're out there playing?
2: Um Do you
1: have to have a little bit of cockiness? Is it confidence more to bit? Yeah,
2: no, it's it's definitely a little bit of both. Um, okay. If, if you're not confident, you're not going to hit good shots. Yeah. If you don't to attack this, you're not going
1: to beat anybody. All right, fair enough. Now, you live practically on the golf course. Yeah, my dad's a president. So, what do you think about the fact that this may no longer be the Liverpool golf course? Um, it's
2: it's kind of sad to think yeah. about because like I've grown up there my whole life. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, I guess it's, it's good for Liverpool because they're going to get all these all this tax money and all that stuff. But, I mean... You're also losing out on the 2nd August running business in Liverpool. And I don't know where all these old guys are going to go play. <laughs> yeah,
1: fair enough. Todd, what do you think about the fact that there's going to be a, a changing of the course here well, in the not-too-distant future?
0: Like, again, there's two sides to every story. I'm really upset that the golf course is going away. People have been playing there since they were young kids. It's been a long-standing business in the community. The Eugenians have been great to the community. Uh, our golf team has been there ever since I've coached. I've been coaching uh, girls golf for about 35 or 36 seasons. So uh, in that regard, it's, it's going to be sad to see it go. It's a, it's a great golf course, good practice facility. Um, but things change. Business goes on. The community is going to benefit tax-wise. So there's pros and cons to it.
1: 35 years, over three decades coaching girls golf at mm-hmm. liverpool what does that mean to you uh
0: it means i'm old <laughs> no i they, they they approached me i think it was in 1986 or 7 they said how would you like to take over the girls golf team and i said uh, i'll give it a try for a year or two and then we'll see what happens and 35 years later i'm still here no one's kicked me off yeah what
1: what's made you stay i mean obviously there's that like you said let's see what happens i'll give it a year or two but what keeps you going? What what wakes you up in the morning and keeps you hungry after thirty five years of coaching the girls?
0: Um, plus the kids? I love the kids. They're great. I love coaching golf. Uh, I I think the kids like to have me as their coach. So oh, let's let's
1: check that for the people in the audience. Do you
0: like Coach? By a round of applause. Show them some love. A little bit of love. Thank you. So your twenties in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: I thought you were supposed to pay them before I asked. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. It's after, to so make right, sure. That, yeah, okay, it was, fair yeah. enough. But you were saying, so, you know, what keeps you hungry?
0: Yeah, it's just, uh, I love golf. I play competitively, uh, quite a bit of golf. I've been fairly successful. I like to give some of those skills and some of that knowledge to the kids, and I love to see them grow, and uh, like from uh, eighth graders or uh, ninth graders on up to the seniors and how much their golf game improves and just grow up as kids and go on to college. It's just, it's just great. And I coached other sports, too. So I've coached about 100 seasons of sports between golf and volleyball.
1: Spencer, when you hear your coach say that he's coached at least 100 seasons between golf and volleyball, what's your reaction to that? Um,
2: well, it's, it's always great to have the experience he has. You yeah. know, There's never any hiccups with the buses. Everything's always on schedule. We have this thing on the way home from uh, – from matches where we'll ask him what time we're going to get home down to the minute, and it's, it's usually, like, right on.
1: So he, he's mapped it all out. He knows it all oh at yeah. this point. Oh, yeah. you got a coach that's got it all set and ready to go. <laughs> what what do you like most about Coach? Um,
2: I like the fact that he's always willing to help somebody, no matter what their skill level is. I mean, we'll, we'll have kids show up to tryouts to pick the club up, like, maybe four or five days before, and he'll work with them on the range while the other kids are out playing golf.
1: When, for you, was the first moment that you picked up the club?
2: Um, I was two years old. My dad had uh, cut down a little ledge for me. It was like, sort of like that long. And I was over in the Tiger Links over at Liverpool, and I was beating around with them one day. So two years old. Do you
1: remember any of that yourself, or the pictures, videos, or anything about um, that?
2: There's got to be a picture somewhere, somewhere deep in some book or something. But no, I can't remember it.
1: When did you fall in love with it, in your opinion?
2: Um... Honestly, when I started, like, playing competitive, like, tournament golf, which was, like, my summer from 7th grade to 8th grade was when I really, like, so I played baseball before that, and I, I loved the team aspect of baseball. And when I played in the golf team, I never, like, I played golf before, but I never had the team aspect part. Yeah. And when I started playing in high school, it was, I had, you know, the team and my own individual stuff. It was great. Coach, when you watch Spencer's game, what are
1: some words that come to mind to describe it?
0: Um, natural ability, just natural ability. Um, he just steps up, takes a look. He doesn't overthink it and just goes ahead and hits it. One of the things I wanted to mention was when he joined the team in eighth grade. Um, the kids on the team, the juniors and seniors, really accepted Spencer right onto the team. They were just—he was just an automatic part of the team. And uh, same thing, we've got Caden out in the audience. Caden's an eighth current eighth grader. He was on the team the last couple years. The seniors, Spencer and Dylan and Connor and the juniors, they've, uh, you know, they take Caden under their wings and they just show him, you know, what to do on the golf course. Good role models. So I just think that's really important. They've done a great job with that.
1: Spencer, for you, who, when you came on originally to this team in Mm -hmm. eighth grade, who was a mentor to you? Who was somebody that took you under their wing?
2: So there was two seniors that were pretty good that both qualified for sectional finals that year. It was Dan Mort and Julian Matosha. Um, I played a little bit more with Julian. He, I just, you know, I liked him a little bit better. Dan was a little geeky, but he was a good dude too. But th- those guys accepted me pretty well. Um, it might have been the fact that I beat him a couple times in tryouts. <laughs> that in my head's on the So you think
1: that you showcased yourself to them, yeah. maybe built some respect for them? Yeah. So who do you take under your wing in Liverpool? Who's been somebody that you've tried to mentor?
2: Um, definitely Cady. Uh He had his – he was 17, right, last year? Yeah, seventh great. Yeah. yeah, so this is his second year on the team, and uh, he definitely got a lot better, and he played in about, a lot more matches this year. And I just, you know, I play with him a couple times during practice, try to help him with some stuff, you know, keep moving along.
1: What would be some words to describe Coach? You had to pick three words for Todd Dissinger, what would it what would those three words be?
2: Um, legendary.
0: Okay. It's Ooh. a nice one to start wow. with. Wow. That's good. Just like stop there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Legendary. It's yeah. the
1: first time I've ever gotten an answer to that question. I like it. All right. I mean,
0: 100 seasons. Is there anybody else in the Liverpool history that's done it that right. long? The only one that I know that's close is Oscar Jensen and um, George Ball, the both of the track coaches. they coached a lot of seasons at Liverpool, but I think I've got them beat.
1: Right. So legendary. What are the other two?
2: Um... Legendary is pretty good. Um, yeah. Good golfer. Okay. Um, wise. Wise. Okay. Coach, what would
1: be three words to describe Spencer Baum?
0: Um, confident, <laughs> a little cocky, but modest as well. Okay. All
1: right. Fair enough. I've asked coaches and players... Throughout the time that we've been here uh, talking with Liverpool about what it means to be not just a warrior, but a Liverpool warrior. Right. What does it mean to you? How would you define being a Liverpool warrior?
2: Um, well, I, I've been going to Liverpool since I was in kindergarten, all the way through. I, I couldn't imagine playing anywhere else for anybody else. I mean, I, I love the guys that I play with. I love I love my fellow students. Yeah, it's just a good at- atmosphere at Liverpool.
1: Fair enough. Coach, what does it mean to you to be a Liverpool warrior? after a hundred seasons at least?
0: Well, let's see. A little bit of pride. I mean, Liverpool pride because whenever we travel on the road, we try to show our pride, um, try to show some good sportsmanship in all all the sports that we play. Um, if we go and give our best effort and the other team happens to beat us, that's the way it goes. But as long as we give a good effort, we show good sportsmanship at the end, uh, that's what it means to be a good Liverpool and have good Liverpool pride.
1: That coming from our head coach, Todd Dissinger, as well as Spencer Baum, here on Facebook Live, facebook.com backslash live now DT, right here on site, on location, the main stage at the home team pub, 7990 Oswego Road in Liverpool, New York, every single month with Liverpool Athletics. Before we get into rapid fire, yeah. 17 seasons on the boys' side. Right. So you got your 35 on the girls' side, 17 on the boys' side. Why take over both? Why? Why just be the the person for golf at Liverpool? What made you want to undertake all of it?
0: Uh, Well, I coached obviously the girls' team first, but then the boys' job opened up. Someone had it before me, and I had to make a tough decision because at the time that I switched, I was coaching GV volleyball, and my son was on the team. So it was a very difficult decision. To, to talk to my son and say hey Brendan you know the golf job's open what do you think um, he said dad you're going to be coaching golf a lot longer than I'm going to be playing volleyball go for it so I knew that I could um, do a good job with the golf team I knew I had some decent players coming up I knew I would have decent players in the future especially I knew Spencer would be on the team in the future so I just took it over
1: Spencer, what does it mean to you that Coach Seventeen years ago made that choice? Because obviously, if not, he wouldn't be a mentor for you, a leader for you. Yeah, I, I mean,
2: it makes you wonder who would have been coaching the golf team because I, I honestly can't think of anybody else in the school that could do the job he does. I mean, it's you know, it makes you feel respected that you know someone would take a job over thinking about players of my caliber coming up in the future and wanting to win.
1: So with that being said, it's time to play rapid fire. Now what that means is I can ask you questions about anything. But okay. in fairness, you can put me on the hot seat at the exact same time. So I'll ask you one, you ask me one, we'll round Robin the thing. Okay. So coach, you're in this too. So Spencer, my first question for you is if you could have any superpower, what would it be
2: and why? Um definitely be super speed. I could play like 1,800 rounds of golf a day. I like it.
1: I'm wearing Star Labs because that's connected to the Flash. It's my favorite speedster. So I like speed. I like that. Coach, I'm going to stick with that question. I want to know what what superpower you
0: would have. Uh, Wow, that's a tough one. Consistency—that would be my superpower. Mr. Consistent is okay. what I would like to have.
1: Consistency—just
0: hit everything the same way every time, so you could visualize it.
1: All right, fair enough. Coach, you can ask me one now. We'll go back and forth.
0: What's your favorite pre-game meal?
1: Oh God! Oh, favorite pre-game meal? I play basketball, so
0: there you go. It
1: was—it's got to be pasta. I mean, it's probably pasta—angel hair pasta, maybe. Yeah, something not too heavy, but you—you got to have. Some carbs to help you run around, so let's say pasta. Okay. It's part part of my heritage. Alright, what well, question for me? Yeah, Spencer. Um, how about your superpower? What superpower would I have? Teleportation, because I always have to be in a lot of places at the same time, it feels like, so I'd be able to teleport. And I could go to Italy and Spain whenever I want to, so let's do that. And wings, I'd want to fly. So, Flight and teleportation. I think it would be pretty cool. My next question for you, Spencer, is what celebrity would you change places with for 24 hours and why? Um, Probably have to be
2: Tiger Woods. Okay, Tiger Woods. Just so I could, like, you know, see what he's got going on in his brain and maybe bring that back into my golf game. Okay. All right. Fair enough.
1: Coach. If someone could play you in a movie, what actor would play you and why?
0: I don't know very many actors. Let's see. Who was the actor in, um, what was that movie now? Uh, Oh, God, it was just, what was it about? Uh, Star is Born. Who's the male actor in there? Bradley Bradley Cooper. That's it right there. Yeah. But I would like him to <laughs> <right>. play me. <laughs>
1: All right, Bradley Cooper, fair enough. What's your next one for me, Coach?
0: Uh, let's see. If you had 24 hours in your life, what yeah. would be the last thing that you would want to do before you left this great earth? Oh, wow. Well, I'd be surrounded by the people
1: that I love the most. And my dog. Oh, my dog. So I would have to be surrounded by them. And the last the last moment on the earth, I would have to know that I did something to change somebody's life for the better. So my last second would be to pay it forward to help somebody out. Good. I'll do
3: that. All right, Spencer, what's your next one, Jamie?
1: What would your last meal be? My last meal. Oh, damn. That's tough. I've been on, like, an Italian kick. I'm Italian and Spanish, and we have some African blood as well from the Sudan. So what would I eat? It's all good for you. Uh, I don't know. Maybe i just go traditional spaghetti meatballs, maybe. Some angel hair pasta and meatballs. Maybe that's what I would do. Something that reminds me of my grandmother's. Maybe stuffed shells reminds me of my, grand- my grandmother. So something like that, I would say. My final one, because we're going to do a third one here before we take a break here at Home Team Pub with Liverpool Golf. Spencer, my last one for you is you're running for president of the United States in 2020. Okay. Who is your vice president, and what is your campaign slogan?
2: Yeah, yeah, Dylan Hughes is going to be my vice president. Okay. And um, campaign slogan. Geez, um. Yeah, that's a great one. I'd tap that. That's okay. great. Okay. All right.
3: Okay. All right, Coach.
1: Somehow, way, Spencer wins the presidency running like that. What job would you want to have? Who, who wouldn't
2: vote uh, for us? On
1: his presidency. What job would you want to have? I want to be the Supreme Court Justice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah, Great, uh, all right. Coach, what is your final one for me in
0: this set? Let's see. No, there's, there's eight. Do you like the beach or do you like the snow?
1: No. Oh, no. I don't hate the snow because I tell people when people complain about winter in Syracuse, you can leave. Nobody's chaining you to the ground. And you can go. But I mean, so I get to a point where it's like you've been here for thirty years and you hate snow. You should probably go somewhere. So I don't mind the snow. I don't like driving in it. I love looking at it inside, warm with hot chocolate. That's a good time to look at it or playing in the snow. That's always fun. But I'm gonna say the beach because Florida is my second home and. There's nothing like St. Pete's Beach right by Tampa.
0: Oh, no doubt.
1: So I would say that. All right, Spencer, what's your last one? Um, Favorite sports team? Of any sport? Football. 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 NFL? Yes. Jacksonville Jaguars. You're having a rough season. I know. I don't know if Doug Marone's going to last that much longer. Wait, I want to see this. Do, do, do you all know who Doug Marone is? Do we still remember Doug Marone and that this was his dream job? So by applause, how many people like Doug Marone? Well, okay. How many people are not fond of Doug Marone? Okay. How many people could care less about Doug Marone? That's the one that won. Wow. <laughs> I don't think he's... I'm not really confident that he may be the coach after this season.
0: No, I don't think so. I was surprised he left Buffalo, but...
1: Yeah, well, I don't know. I guess the question is who's going to be the next Syracuse coach because I got a feeling. Really? I got a feeling, so I got a feeling. I know fans don't want to hear that, but we seem to go three to five years with a coach and that's it. So I want to show what, what it's like to support Liverpool. So if I may, because we're doing this live, but I want to get it. Can we get a round of applause for these gentlemen up here? I want to I want to see what this looks like right here. So look at that. All right. So for Spencer Baum as well as Todd Dissinger, we're going to take a step aside. We're going to come back with another member of the golf team. Spencer, you're off the hot seat. Thank you. Let's go. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for coming out here. And we'll be back in just a few minutes. That coming once again from the Liverpool Warriors boys golf team, Spencer Baum, as well as head coach Todd Dissinger. In part one of our special from the home team pub, part two is coming up right after this upcoming fast break. We're going to hear some great from, from some great partners in our community. And after we do that, we'll have Dylan Houston as well as Todd Dissinger, the head coach, will rejoin us. Dylan Houston will join us as well from the home team pub right after this fast break. You're listening and watching Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of the Charney's Menswear and Tuxedo Studios right here. On 3150 Erie Boulevard East in Syracuse, New York. That is the home of Charney's and the home of all apparel for any man, any style, any size. Make sure you head out there today, 3150 Erie Boulevard East in Syracuse, New York.
0: This is a wake up call fast break.
3: Hi, friends and fans. Home Team Pub is the place to be to cheer on your fave home team. Located at 7990 Oswego Road in Liverpool, HTP has you covered with an amazing drink selection. Let's not forget about the signature drinks or those kid-approved gourmet milkshakes. The happy hour specials and pub entrees will have your mouth watering. Check out the website, hometeampub.com, or follow us on Facebook and Instagram for more specials. At Home Team Pub, you're always
0: the MVP.
1: Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash DT. Always proud to be hanging out here with you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Under promise, over deliver. We'll be going past our 11 a.m. hour this morning, which means that we'll do the ingredients to success at the end of this show, typically we want to do it around ten fifty a.m. Eastern Time, but because we're doing a bonus special with Liverpool golf, the Liverpool's boys golf team, we'll go a little bit farther here, give you a little bit extra show, some more to listen to and watch this morning, and then we'll jump into the ingredients to success. So, always happy to provide a little bit more, a little bit extra. You know, it's it's like it's like getting a pizza, and you know, saying it's like ordering a pepperoni pizza. And then them bringing out a cheese pizza going, well, you know, somebody had ordered this cheese and they never picked it up, so you want this one too? That's what we do here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. We keep providing the best that that we can. I try to bring you my best every single day. And on top of that, if we can do a little bit more, a little bit extra, under-promise, over-deliver. You never want somebody to let you down. You want them to let you up. And, and give you that, you know, give you that positivity. So if we can provide something special and a bonus, that's what we try to do. So with that being said, we're giving a little bit more today with Liverpool's golf team, and the boys' golf team continues their special with head coach Todd Dissinger and myself, and now Dylan Houston will be joining me for part number two from Home Team Pub. So enjoy this one, folks. We have a lot of fun with this, and, and always a great time to speak with these gentlemen and uh, and ladies from Liverpool to have these young men and women come out and be a part of these shows that we do exclusively at the Home Team Pub has meant a lot to me over this past year, and we look forward to many, many wonderful shows to come. So without further ado, here is part two of our Liverpool Boys Golf Special with head coach Todd Dissinger, and now Dylan Houston. We are back here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of the Home Team Pub. Every single month, we dedicate a show to Liverpool Athletics right here on the main stage. Liverpool Athletics with us every single month right here at Home Team Pub, 7990 Oswego Road in Liverpool, New York, right off of Route 57. Dylan, let the world know how you say your name. Houston, right? Houston. Husted, yeah. Do people get it wrong a lot? Yeah. Because mine's Tortora. It's T-O-R-T-O-R-A. I feel like it's very simple. I know someone with that last name. But you do? Yeah. Who do you know? Francesca. Who is it? Francesca. Francesca, yeah. You know you know my cousin Frankie. Yeah. The, uh, my f- phenom lacrosse player. So, yep. yeah. Yep. All right. Well, you think she's a good person? Yeah. Okay. You like her as a human being? Yeah. Okay, that's good. So you can call the family off you for today. That's yeah. how it goes. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Coach. Yes. Tell me about Dylan. I want to know what your thoughts are about this man.
0: Well, he's a graduating senior, and uh, just I yeah, if, um, I just can't believe he's improved that much over three years. Every year he's just shown just incredible improvement, yeah. and to cap off his senior year, he won uh, sectionals at Radisson. He shot seventy-two. He was a medalist. That was just incredible. But he he does. Like I said before, when we were talking before the show started, he's a hockey player, so he's got sort of a quirky swing when he started out, and he smoothed it out a little bit. He doesn't have the prettiest swing in the world, but he gets the job done. That's all it, it, works. Is. it works. What's the score? It works.
1: So have you seen the movie Happy Gilmore? A hundred times. Okay. So he had a different swing. Oh, yeah. Did things his way. What can you say about your swing? How, how unique is it, and maybe it, it does... Is it totally different from the typical mechanics? What would you say?
3: I don't think so. Okay. Spencer makes fun of me for it. He makes fun of you for All it. Right, right. I am a butcher. So you
1: have these last few years, like Coach was saying, where you have improved so much. What can you liken that to? Was it just going out there and practicing? Is it falling in love with the sport? I mean, bring me into what what made you better over these last few years. Uh.
3: Just practice a lot, played a lot with Spencer over the summers, and just I, I was out there every day. It was just a lot of fun. We had fun with it, we didn't just take it like so serious, we kind of made it fun. Okay. And it kind of helped. So, when you
1: and Spencer are out there, do you guys give each other a contest?
3: Is it close? Depends on the day. Depends, depends on, on the day.
1: Spencer says no, you say depends on the day. Depends on the day. Coach, tie break it for me. Can well, Let me
0: tell you. The first couple of years, it wasn't a contest. Spencer would wipe them most of the time. I would say like ninety-five percent of the time. This past year, um, Dylan got him a few times score-wise. Okay, all right. Now,
1: Coach talked about the fact that you know when we got to sectionals. You had some success there. Yeah. Bring me into that in that moment for you, and just how important that was to kind of cap off your career at Liverpool.
2: Uh, I was
3: kind of shocked. So going into the last hole, I was actually one over and it was hole 1 was my last hole because I started on 2 and then I put my driver over the bunker at Radisson I don't know if you're familiar with that course but the coach actually told me not to hit driver I did it anyway and ended up putting a like a 7 iron pretty close off the green to chip it right next to the hole and cut it in worked out Coach, he didn't listen to you
0: That's not unusual <laughs> <laughs> but you know, one, one of the things that I'll, I'll give myself a pat on the back. I, I can coach these kids up a little bit, but I try not to dictate exactly what uh, they're supposed to do. I suggest things because I've played a lot of competitive golf, but I say it's your decision. I really have never specifically said, don't hit this at this particular time. I might have done it at that time because I knew all we needed was a birdie. And if you drive it too far, you can go into the trees there. So, anyways... It's not unusual for them to overrule me. So,
1: when they overrule you, do they have a good probability of being right, or is it seldom?
0: Um, probably about thirty percent. Thirty percent. They're right. So and you were part, I, of 30%. Part, yeah,
3: of 30, part of the
1: thirty
0: percent. I was part of the thirty. That time. That's like, time. Spencer Spencer's learned that over the years, too. I've made some suggestions on what to do on for course management. Yeah. Sometimes he didn't listen to me, and he said, Coach, I said, I'll listen to you. But uh, he's learned a little bit uh, more um, over the years. Okay. John, does Coach know what he's talking about?
3: He does.
1: Okay. He very much that's, does. That's what you need to hear. So Coach has been doing this for 35 years on the girls' side, 17 years on the guys' side. What does it mean to you to have a coach that's been ingrained in the fabric of Liverpool?
3: Uh, it means a lot because it, it, it's good to know that the coach knows what he's talking about and he cares about the team and he cares about how we do and how we play. And it, it, it helps a lot at practice and he helps out with anything we ask him to do. So it's
1: What's the best thing the coach has taught
3: you in your opinion? Oh to slow down.
1: To so slow down. Coach is grinning at that. Coach, is that a fair
2: assessment? That's yeah, a fair assessment. <laughs> okay. No. Fair uh, assessment.
0: What, what would you say Dylan has taught you? That you don't have to have a perfect swing to to score well. And and I know that because my swing is far from perfect at, over the years. I've just um, practiced a lot, and Dylan's practiced a lot. And he took his natural ability, just like I took my natural ability, and just made it my own and it's worked sometimes people tell you you know you got to do this you got to do that you got to be able to own your own swing
1: coaching as long as you have how many players have you had that just have different mechanics something that maybe doesn't look as clean what can you say about? I mean, ha- have you seen it a lot?
0: Is it? Yeah, usually one player each year has some kind of a, a different type of swing yeah. that you just you gotta let. You might tweak it a little bit, but you don't want to change it. There's a big difference between the two.
2: Okay, fair right,
1: So, Dylan, where he is right now? Are you comfortable with what his shot is? done, how he approaches the game?
0: Yes. Yes, he's got a lot to learn, but I'm comfortable with where he's at right now. Both Spencer and him um, are at a good spot, but they have a lot to learn. This game, best thing, one of the best things about this game is you never can perfect it. You can just keep improving.
1: Dylan, for you, when you hear that, you can never, you can never perfect this game. You can just keep improving with it. Does that ever frustrate you, or does it excite you to have that? What, what does that do when it's a game that can never be truly perfected?
3: It's kind of cool to
2: know like you can't be
3: perfect because you can only get better, so it's like a motivation that you can't get. There's no end. You just got to keep going. To know
1: that this course, there may be no end to learning and growing, but it's coming to an end, it looks like, for this course for Liverpool.
3: Yeah. What can you say about that, maybe the, the bittersweetness of it? That's Me and Spencer were actually talk about that a lot. It's really sad because... I only started golfing three years ago and it was really at that course. So like my beginning to my end of my high school it was just golf and it was there. So it's kind of sad. I want to go get out soon and play that last round before they the uh, worst.
1: What will it mean to you to play that
3: last round and who do you want to play that round with? Um, I would like to probably just play that round with Spencer because he was really the first one I played there with. So it would kind of just be cool to get out and Close up shop one more time.
1: What will it mean to you to to be able to do that? Is there emotion that goes into that because you just started playing three years ago and
3: that's been your place? We'll probably start at 8 in the morning and end at whenever we have to. It's going to be a long day. It'll be sad. So we're going to get the most out of it and see what we can do and work as hard as we can.
1: Coach wants you to slow your game down. I'm sure that last time you're on that course, you'll slow it down. Yeah. So you can enjoy it. Yep. Take some pictures, get all our memories, think about it. So, Coach, what's the story on where we're playing now, if it's not going to be what we know?
0: Well, it's not official official, but for the girls in the spring, the golf course is not going to be there. So if this goes through, which it looks like it's going to, um, we're going to move the girls to Hickory Hills. We're going to play and practice there. There's really no other place close besides Timberbanks to go to. And Timberbanks already has a girls' team playing there and a guys' team playing there. So they would not welcome another team there, unfortunately, because they have a lot of members. So the Ballersville girls used to play there several years ago. And it's it's a suitable golf course for girls. Could it be better? Yes. But for the girls, it will be fine. For the guys, we're going to play and practice there but we're not going to play our matches there i've got a couple things in the works with a couple other golf courses that we're going to play our home matches at uh one or two other golf courses okay. in, the, in the area are you excited about this i mean obviously there's there's money going into liverpool there's
1: a lot of changes being made i sat down with some people in the background here superintendent and and whatnot and, and obviously the athletics director Ari Lieberman, and we had a conversation about all the good that is to come But what can you say about it? There's money coming in. There's changes being made. But is there any sadness to the fact that? Oh,
0: definitely. I'd much rather stay at Liverpool and play, uh, have the rest of my coaching career um, at Liverpool. But that's just not the the way it's going to be. So uh, definitely sadness. But uh, life goes on. There's changes. People got to get used to it. And uh, it's going to happen. So we just have to go with the flow.
1: Dylan, I asked your teammate Spencer what it means to be a Liverpool warrior. How would you define that?
3: Um, Oh, that's a good question. Uh, It means a lot because my parents went there, my brother went there, my sister went there. So I just kind of sad to leave but also excited, I guess. It's good.
1: So you have a legacy there. Yeah. And a connection to that. What did it teach you? What's Liverpool taught you?
3: Be patient, because there's a lot of work and a lot of everything, and you can't get it all done at once.
1: And for you, you're a hockey player. Yeah. So, Coach and I were talking, before we got started here, that that slapshot helped you out a little bit. So, bring me into that. Does hockey help you,
3: in your opinion, to play golf? No, because I'm actually a lefty in hockey. Okay. I'm in golf. So, she so had Coach to change me. it all up. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of had the baseball swing at first. Okay. But then I kind of slowed down. Spencer showed me some stuff. Mel showed me some stuff. Coach showed me some stuff. And
1: what made your shift? What, what made you
3: play one sport one way, one the other? Just is it, was it a comfort once you started, or it was kind of comfort and I I kind of had to. I couldn't have a baseball swing at first. Coaches tell you my, my original drive it was very. I had to aim, big slice. I had to aim like. I'd be standing on the tee box this way just yeah. to get in the middle. So That was interesting. So how long have you played hockey? Ten years, maybe.
1: Okay, so golf comes in three years ago.
3: Why? Spencer. I started hanging out with Spencer a lot, and then uh, over the summer, he got me out there, and we just started having fun with it. and Then I got into it, and my also... My, my neighbor, Sam Segroy, who was on the team last year, graduated... Uh, he played with us a lot, too, so that was fun.
1: So for you, do you have one that you love more than the other? Are they equal? Where does it sit now?
3: I don't really know. I feel like I'm kind of in it with the season, like golf season. I'm 100% in it. happy season. I'm 100% happy. So it's kind of like, it depends on the time. But I, I, for the most part, I'd probably take golf. Do you want to continue that in college? What's your thought? Depend if I can I I would. So i w I'm not like against it, but I'm not specifically looking for golf in a school.
1: Okay, fair enough. Coach, what do you think? Is there a future in
0: golf for Dylan? Could there be? Oh, they both definitely could play in college. Definitely. I know Spencer's thinking about going to college uh, to play golf and i know a lot of his um a lot of colleges are looking at him want him to go there and i think dylan has definitely has the ability to play in college
1: fair enough well with that being said we're gonna jump onto the hot seat you got to see a little bit of it you ready to go yeah okay you got chosen as a vice president would you have accept? this is not one of the questions but would you accept spencer's asking of you to be his vice president i would okay all right so we already know that the ticket would be real if it were to happen. So, Coach, I'm going to go to you first on this one. All right. We're going to get deep. Okay? okay? We're going to get deep with the first question. What is one thing that you would change about the world right now?
0: That people would get along with one another regardless of what they are. Just get along. I say this to my wife all the time. Can't people just get along?
1: Yeah. It seems crazy. It,
0: it we seems all want crazy.
1: we all like Because uh, I think about this, I say this on the show. We all want health care, right? Good health care. We want if we if we have kids, we want a future for the kids. We want to be able to work a job that we love, that we make enough money at, that we could pay our bills and have a little money on the side so that we can go on vacation and whatnot. Want good food, a good neighborhood, want to feel safe. If we all want the same stuff, then what's the problem?
0: People just can't get along. I don't understand it
3: down either. Dylan, what's the one thing you would change? I was going to say the same exact thing. You can't go anywhere without there being a problem. You go to school, there's drama, you go to parties, there's fights, there's a problem everywhere you go. Okay. So what can we do to change that? People need to grow up and... Stop and, and chill out. People get offended very People get offended so easily. It is unreal.
1: Yeah. It's almost like if I put my water on that side, it would offend someone. It would. It's gotten that bad.
3: Yeah.
0: I'm so, glad you put it over there. What? I'm glad you put it over there. I know,
1: right? <laughs> it's, now we're okay. What's your first question
3: for me, Dylan? Oh, I forgot i got to ask. Yeah, right. you do. Um. you got to ask. Oh, I don't even know. If you were to be the best at one sport, what would it be? When
1: I was a kid, I wanted to play basketball for the Toronto Raptors, so I'm going to say basketball. All right. If that had his shoes, it would be basketball. All right, Coach, what's your first one?
0: Why the Raptors? My favorite team
1: since 95. Oh, yeah? Finally got vindicated 24 years later when they won a championship. That was amazing. And I'm still waiting for apology letters, roses at the house. There's a lot of people that owe me an apology. But 24 years is worth the wait. So, yeah. What's what's your question?
0: Uh, Nike or Under Armour? Oh, God.
1: I wear both. Nike. Nike. I'm, I'm wearing Nike right now, but I think I wore Under Armour yesterday. So, I guess I would say I have a longer relationship with Nike. And they seem to make shoes that I like the color of more. I call these my flash shoes because they're red and yellow. So... I I don't know what it is about Nike. Their shoes just seem to be the finest ones out there, so I'm going to say Nike. Coach, my second one for you in this set is who is the biggest troublemaker on the team and why?
3: Mm.
0: This year? Gatom. Or me. This year. Maybe me. Troublemaker.
1: Spencer has a
0: vote. (laughs) There's really not that many troublemakers on the team. They wouldn't be on the golf team. (laughs) (laughs) it's probably Dylan's probably late is you know what that's one of his fallacies he's always late to the show and he was like late he was tonight he was late tonight he's yeah. fashionably he's yeah. fashionably late he was late, tonight. late to the bus late to practice late to the first tee I
1: call it Houston time why are you why are you late all the
0: time
3: <laughs> I like to be fashionably be late no, being on time is normal okay why be normal why be normal so you could be early
0: yeah, that would be oh, abnormal
3: well, if you're early, then you're here alone. It's awkward. And no, nah, I don't wanna
2: right. be
1: here
3: early. Well, I'm just gonna
1: let you. But i let you know that if you want a job in the world, at some point, <laughs> you probably have to be on time. Yeah. So remember that. Yeah. Have you had a job? No. You haven't had a job yet.
3: I work for my parents, but okay. I'm so. Make like I'm sliding. Is she always is. late? <laughs> no. You drove. You drove me. <laughs> I was like it was because of you. Oh,
1: for that he's just placing the blame somewhere else. <laughs> all right, Dylan. My second question for you is: What is your biggest pet peeve? The thing that you dislike the most? Rain. I
3: rain. Hate rain? Hate rain. Okay. I can understand that. I hate rain so much. It gets you wet. Like at least snow, you can like brush it off your hair. Rain, you got to get wet and like muddy, and you can't golf in the rain. It's all mud. I hate rain. All right.
1: I can roll with that. What's your second question for me?
3: Um, favorite. Oh, wait, no, you said that. Sorry about that. Um, do you do
1: Not like all the time I will. But oh, how does that go? I can I'm really. Ri- my my putting game is out of this world. My driving game has problems. So I like playing captain and crew. If you can get me there to the promised land, I will take care of you. (laughs) But you got to get me there. So yeah, I struggle with with the driving game. My dad always said because my dad played forever, so and he loves it. He's pretty good at it. But he always told me I had a natural swing. But I played basketball and then I would play like pickup football and stuff like that to play baseball. And I never really played every week with golf. So that was something that he wanted me to do: was go out and just like hone the talent and utilize a natural swing and get used to it. But I love putt putt and I and playing that my whole life. I figured out angles so if I can get there, I'm good. It's just getting there. Alright coach, what do you got for me?
0: Oh boy. I got another question. Spencer, what is do you ever that? wear a tie to work? <laughs> do I ever wear a tie
1: to work? I can. I like to wear the suit with the unbuttoned dress shirt, but sometimes I wear a tie. So I do have some ties I want to rock, so I, I'm going to have to find a time to wear it. Maybe to the Christmas party. My final question: Both got one more for me. I got one more for you. My final question for you, Coach, is: What color best describes your personality, and why?
0: Getting deep. That is deep. That, that is deep. <laughs> Cranberry. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I've never gotten that answer in 17 years. (laughs) Why? Because it's not pink, it's not purple, and it's not blue. cranberry. I love cranberry. It's like my truck color, you know?
1: Cranberry. All right. Dylan, your final question for me is... It's going to be a three-part question. Okay. Okay? You can go anywhere in the world. Yep. Where do you go? You can take one person you know, and you can take one thing that you own, where do you go, who do you take, and what object do you take? Wow. All right. Um, L.A. Okay. Have you been there? No. Why do you want to go to L.A.?
3: Who doesn't want to go to L.A.?
1: People that don't want to breathe in smog, probably. (laughs) Traffic. (laughs) The Kardashians are in that region.
3: I I, I I want to see someone famous. That would be pretty cool.
1: All right. You want to see somebody famous. Okay. Who are you bringing and what object are
3: you bringing? Um. There's not many golf courses in there, so oh, well, there is, but not that I want to play. Okay. Um, I wouldn't be going there for that. Let's put it that way. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm not bringing my golf clubs.
2: Okay.
3: The person, I probably say my brother. Okay, shout him out. Let everybody know his name. Donnie Houston. Okay, so we'll bring Donnie.
1: And how old's Donnie? 22. All right, so we're bringing Donnie.
3: And I would bring a PlayStation with me. Okay. What game? Probably Madden. Madden. What team do you play when you're Madden? We do randoms, so whoever I end up with.
1: What's your route? Are you pretty good? Can you hold your own? Yeah. You run the ball more than you pass, or pass more than you run? I usually scramble. Here's a scramble. So who do you like to scramble with? I'm Mark Jackson. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's a good choice.
3: Yeah, I do think I'm Michael there. You do. All right, Dylan. What's your last question for me of the other night? All right. Um, I'm going to hit you back with that same three-part question. The same thing. The same question. Okay.
1: I'm going to go to Italy and Spain. I can't choose. I got family there. So I'm gonna go there. I am going to take with me an object. Not very materialistic. Usually the stuff I care about is already on me. My chain broke, so I gotta get it fixed, but I got normally have my cross. That was God right there, knocking it because I don't have my <laughs> cross on. So what object would I bring? That's tough. You know what? I'd probably bring my, my briefcase with the, with the microphone and the laptop. I'll do a show from Italy and Spain. Right. We'll do a little live show from there. There you go. Because we've done a live show. We've been we've been in cities all over the East Coast, and we've been to the Midwest, and we've done a live show in Toronto, so why not do it overseas? We'll do that. And who would I bring with me? Mm-hmm. That's really tough. Price is in here. That's very tough. I would probably, I got I got a lot of close friends, and I don't want to pick one of them, so I'd, I'd, bring, I'd bring the lady. I'd bring the lady with me, All right. so uh, I'd bring her. But there there's a couple of my buddies that I would bring, Evan, Ross, there's, there's a list of guys I'd bring. So they deserve to go overseas, too. All right, Coach, what's your last one for me? Oh,
0: that, I got another one for you, huh? I got a last one for wow. me. You get to end the show. Who's the most famous person you've ever
1: interviewed? Well, we have an entertainment show where we have actors and actresses, does that count? Sure. Okay, to pull it all together. Mm-mm. Who is the most famous I've ever interviewed? Well, I don't know how many people know her. I guess you gotta know the show. The Flash But Flash is my favorite DC character And the woman that played The mother of The Flash She's actually back on the show In season 6 Michelle Harrison She's from British Columbia And I ran a festival Last year And I invited her to come And flew her out We did a sports And entertainment festival Nothing's ever been done Like it here And she came out I got to sit with her And meet with her And we did a show together And in front of everybody On the stage live Like this She said that I was one of the best interviewers she's ever had because of how I go about my job and the questions I ask. And then I like she gave me one of the greatest compliments of my life, and it came from the Flash's mom. So I I would I would give it up to her and say she's a pretty tremendous person. And she's worked on like seventy or eighty projects, and she's involved with music too. So and now I consider her a friend, which is insane. So I would I would have to say her nice. So yeah. Now with that being said. Dylan Houston as well as Todd Dissinger, myself, Dan Satora, here with you, just as you did with Spencer. Please give these gentlemen a round of applause. Show them some love. It's got a lot of love out here for Liverpool Golf today. So Unreal. Under- Under- Unreal. Under- Liverpool golf, the girls' side and the boys' side. Wherever you're playing, whatever you're doing, God bless, move forward. We'll have you back here. And every single month here, Liverpool Athletics at the home team pub. So find out who we're having next month by Getting to us on Facebook at Wake Up Call DT, Twitter at Call DT, and Instagram at Wake Up Call underscore DT, 24 7 on wakeupcalldt.com. Coach, I appreciate
0: you. Thanks a lot, Dan.
1: And thank you, Dylan. Appreciate having you. We'll talk with you all soon from the Home Team Pub. That coming once again from the Liverpool boys' golf team in this special from the Home Team Pub, and as you heard me just say, uh, the Home Team Pub is the exclusive home of all things that we do with Liverpool Athletics. So every Liverpool Athletics show is exclusive right there to the Home Team Pub, 7990 Oswego Road in Liverpool, New York, right off of Route 57. So thank you once again to Todd Dissinger of the girls team, the head coach there for 35 years, the boys coach for 17 years, and a big shout out to Spencer Baum and Dylan Husted, who were on the show with us from the main stage of Home Team Pub.